creative company is so delicious, and the creative process is one of my favorite subjects. How humans can create something out of nothing is wildly exciting to me. And one of the best ways I love to spend my time is writing and recording my songs. Wiest Gerdekhausen is the founder, musician, fantastic engineer behind White Sea Studios. You know him from YouTube, maybe you visited his website. Fantastic information on all things to do with recording, plugins, gear, latest reviews. He's addressing the questions that we have and putting it into very simple terms, but scientific and acoustic terms as well. You learn a lot from Weeds. What a cool thing to get to talk to him today. Whitey! Hey, hello! Hey. How are you? Good, good. How are it, you? I'm, I am good. It is so cool of you to hop on this, this chat with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Do you need me to record something on my side, or is this all okay as it is? This is great. Yeah, this is fine. Okay, cool. Good, good enough for rock and roll. <laughs> Close enough for jazz. <laughs> <laughs> is that a I, saying? That's what we say at Berkeley a lot. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I like the sound of your mic. That sounds really good. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the pure tube from Lewitt. All oh, right. Yeah. Nice. I've got one over me head. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. You also have an external microphone. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I wrote to you in 2020, and it was so cool of you to write me back. And I thought it'd be so cool to meet you. I just love what you're doing on YouTube. I love your passion. I love the music you teach us about, and all the sound and the effects and the gear and the. You know, when did this all start for you? Wow, uh, the YouTube or the the the, the passion? No, just your passion for the for music and gear and all that, because you seem like such a young guy. I, I think I was born with it. I think I was too, really. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I um, yeah, I was yeah, I was born with it. it, it it's a bit in the family. It, it came from my from my granddad started it. One of my uncles was also doing it, uh, audio stuff. Really. Yeah, not not on a professional level, but on a on like semi pro amateur semi pro level. Um, Recording or or live sound. Live sound, live sound. A lot of sound. What what is one hundred volt systems? Those type of things. So it's in your uh, DNA a bit. Yeah, 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 definitely. And and one of the mistakes my parents made, or maybe not mistakes, is um, um, instead of uh, taking us to daycare, um, <laughs> so me and my sister, uh, they dropped us off at my at my grandparents. <laughs> so <laughs> I always saw my my granddad doing it. It was his hobby. But I, I always, you know, I just rolled into it. From he was doing live sound at his house or something. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he actually took me on on the jobs and stuff. So. Oh, okay. He took he took me with him, and uh, and he was always, you know, doing the maintenance and stuff, of course, at home. So I was always like, I, I always asked the question, "What are you doing?" He got so annoyed by that question. <laughs> How old were you then? <laughs> I don't know. I think five or six years old or something. That's like, so cool. Like I, I could, I could barely uh, uh, speak and and walk. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you were walking by five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. When do people start walking? I don't know. Um, 
I I was speaking in complete sentences before I was one. <laughs> oh, oh wow! And my brother was walking before he was one. So <laughs> I one of the here's a cool cool uh, little uh, what is it uh, a little fact that nobody wants to hear. Um, I heard it from my mom. I never <laughs> I never crawled. I started walking immediately. Like that was my my thing. I, I there wasn't anything in between. It was just not being able to move at all and walking. <laughs> there wasn't that any... is really cool. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows you how eager and ready you were to just get it on. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. The, the, the only like like um the only reason I would crawl is to crawl to something to pull myself up so that I could walk again. Like that was <laughs> That like is cool. Efficiency. That, that shows a lot of interesting intelligence, I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who's on your mug there? It's a mini, mini mouse. I thought so. And Mickey. We also have Mickey on the other side. Oh, very yeah. good. Yeah. I've got yeah. Beatles in color all around. Oh, I should have gotten my Beatles mug as well. Then we would match up. You have, you like the Beatles, do you? Yeah. 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 For multiple reasons. Like, like first of all, I, I like the music, but oh, cool. wow. Wow. This one I made, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but weird stuff is cooler. I mean, generic stuff is already out there. <laughs> How old were you when you got into the Beatles? I, I think a, a lot older, actually. I think, I think when, I, when the whole recording and music studio stuff became more serious, that, that's when I really discovered the Beatles. So I knew about the music and stuff, and I, I knew how special it was when, when I really started with with music recording that that was the yeah um because because a lot of a lot of recording techniques that we're still using today were basically invented in the in the by the beatles or by the people around the beatles like absolutely yeah yeah and it was such a special thing like i've visited abbey road um at the beginning of this year oh wow and everything came together there like like it was like I've been reading so much about Abbey Road, the Beatles, and that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden standing there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And did you get to go in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to go in. Yeah. 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 Because in 2019 was the first time they had like opened their doors in like 63 years or 75 years or something. And the two guys that wrote the big Beatles recording book was doing a presentation with Ken Scott. And I yeah. I went I, I went to the event like four times over a weekend so i went to london for the weekend from massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, just going there uh, four times to uh to the same, same seminar the same, same uh, seminar, just to be inside and then one of the guards uh took a liking to me and he's like psh, psh, come here come here and he opened up studio one and said here's the big place where they did all you need is love and everything and i'm like whoa because yeah. the room is gigantic yeah, no, I I just knew someone that works there. So oh, that's sweet. And that's he showed me around. So yeah, yeah. The, the studio studio one over there is like unbelievably like like how big that room is. Yes. yes. The, the size is just like studio two is already big, but Sound Vision also has same right. dimension room. So I will <laughs> sounds arrogant, but I'm used to those type of rooms. But then studio one is like two times, two and a half times that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so big and three is tiny but you know they had all the studios going at different times and different albums so it was pretty yeah. exciting and how small the canteen was that they hung out in so often yeah 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 
It's like, yeah. can't imagine the four of them just sitting around this little table like, la, la, la. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I also remember from that visit is also like, like there were just like three Fairchilds just standing in the hallway somewhere. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just it's just furniture for them like it's <laughs> right but you know paul still pops in and does stuff there you know so, yeah 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 true yeah yeah and and why not i mean why not it's home yeah. one of his homes did you see his house too over there on cavendish avenue um i don't think we went to his house we, we went to his the, to the first office um okay. I, th I think the first apple apple recording um office office and it was more like we were just walking around in london and all of a sudden oh wait it was over here like it's like we weren't planning on that um oh, but there's nice. there's so much to see there i think i need to go back to london another time to to check out the rest of the stuff i know yeah it's pretty special and and their energy and their passion i feel like it's still in the air it's pretty exciting yeah down there yeah, and there's some magic or something around it. I don't know how to describe it differently. There's some. I think we bring a lot of it because, I, you know, I guess some people would argue that there's energy that actually hangs out in places, but I think mostly it's in the people that that go there and who are already there. Yeah. I I found it magical too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's such and and even like not just be, being there, you can feel the the magic, but also the um the beatles itself for me still feel like some some mythical a mythical story or something it feels to me like whenever i read about it it's, it's there there's so much yeah magic in there or however to describe it, it sounds yeah. very, very spiritual but yeah <laughs> i've always felt really thankful that i was on the planet when all four of them were here it's a pretty yeah. pretty special time yeah, I wasn't. That's what I was guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I was, but not in this body. Who knows? That's I true. don't know. It's true. Or as they say, simultaneous lives where we're living in different dimensions at the same time. That's why you work at Berkeley. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just to think of all these crazy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this this goes a bit far. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was living in multiple dimensions. Mm. Never thought about that. Well, yeah, I love these teachers. Uh, Esther Hicks teaches the uh, the teachings of Abraham Hicks on YouTube, and they say that the soul is so big that sometimes it could be focused in all kinds of different places, maybe even on different planets, or, you know, uh, that there's only a part of us focused here, being Whitesy and Lauren, and some of us uh, are focused someplace else. I'm like, what? <laughs> Other parts of us, perhaps. Wow. Yeah. Since I'm only conscious of this one, this is the only one I have to sort of maintain or have some kind of semblance of try to control <laughs> yeah yeah now wow. so your your grandfather awoke in this this love of electronics gear microphones speakers cables did you have any official training did you go to college for any of this stuff um it's not called college in the netherlands um it's it's like the, the secondary school or yeah yeah it's a secondary school so after all the um 
basic rubbish. Yeah, all the all the schools you have to do uh, from the governments. Uh, after that, you can choose a school. It's a four-year school, and it was called uh, Stage and Event Technology. Ooh. And there was a big um, studio part in the one that I chose. And Smart, the, the last the last year, I did the uh, audio specialization. So wow, yeah. Does that include electronics too? Not as much as I would I, I would have wanted. Because so it seems uh, like you know a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, that that that's really self-taught. Yeah, wow. yeah, and that's just because I I I always liked electronics and and soldering and yeah. um, creating things. Like I'm now I'm now in the process of automating my own house. And constantly when I buy an off-the-shelf sensor for something, I'm like, no, this is not good enough. And I, I just create my own uh, a circuit with the sensors that I need, put an ESP8266 uh, what what on there, um, connect it with Wi-Fi, create a script for it so that it works in the way that I want it to work. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a hobby. That's a really cool hobby. What's going to happen in the house then? What are you going to have control over? I, I, I basically want the house to run itself. Um, <laughs> change the air filters <laughs> yeah 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 where the, the laundry. arm coming out of the wall and then like yeah yeah doing the laundry no Cook no my no. dinner so it's ready when i walk home so so it started with um uh that the landlord said to me that i was using a lot of um uh, a lot of gas so we have gas heated homes in the netherlands okay. um so i have um in floor heating which is heated by gas, by natural gas. Wow. And um, yeah, and in Holland, it's actually a network of, of pipes. So you just get it out of the wall. There's just, and he said to me, like, you're using a lot of it. And I said, yeah, but it's, it's, it's an issue because it's, you know, radiant heating. The floor is, uh, and it takes a lot of time to heat that up. So it's difficult. And um <laughs> the thermals, and, and I was a little bit frustrated, but I was like, okay, I'll, I'll fix this. I'll fix this. Um, and I was like, I need a thermostat that can be uh, programmable um, so that it heats up the house two hours before I get home and also uh, quits early because it will um, uh, radiate for a longer time. Wow. Um, and I was searching for thermostats. They were very expensive. And, I was, and, and constantly when I was looking up the features, it was either cloud connected, needed a subscription or whatever. And I was like, uh, I, I'll do this differently. And that's where it started and now it, it basically triggers on my gps location and it also knows that if i'm going to my girlfriend because we're not living together um if i'm going to my girlfriend it knows that it shouldn't heat the house and should stop the schedule and you know <laughs> you you made it do that you made it follow your gps yeah 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 you know it, it is a basic like home assistant is is the basic software what it's called but you need okay. to program automations yourself right and there's there's always a caveat with every single thing that I'm doing. It's like oh, but but there is there's always a, an exception to the rules that I'm I'm writing. One of the things is sometimes I'm walking out of my house and there's somebody else in my house, and then all the lights turn off and everything turns off, and the robot vacuum starts. Uh, you know, the whole circus starts, and <laughs> I've made it into a notification that gets sent to me that I can then uh, confirm or deny so that it doesn't switch uh, immediately. And if I ignore the notification, it will switch, but at a later time. And <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I thought you meant that it was going to, you were imagining it doing cooler things than it was able to, but it sounds like it's keeping up with you quite well. 
Yeah, yeah. I, right now it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the rabbit hole ends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it doesn't end, and I think that's why curiosity is a great longevity maker. I think without that curiosity, we wouldn't have had the Beatles, and certainly without our own curiosity, we wouldn't even have our own reasons to get out of bed like it's just really nice to have things yeah. excited about and and to have to keep dreaming them and reinventing them like being 63 now i notice even within the realm of writing and recording which i've always loved doing um i have to find new ways either into the creative process or how to think about it because some of the things are worn out in a way you know like what I thought was going to happen or what I thought was the way it was, it's getting broader and things are getting better. And especially with the gear becoming more and more affordable to consumers, it's just getting more and more exciting to be us. So there's always some piece of gear or, or plug-in to get in deeper and understand in a clearer way. Yeah, yeah and it's also, what I, what I also like to do is, is challenge the um, challenge the status quo. Maybe that's that's the... Yeah. The correct way of saying it, but like, there's a lot of thought patterns that we all, have, you know, have, have, have been engraved in the industry, mm. and uh, thought pattern patterns for like how a plugin should be, or thought pattern or for uh, how a track should sound, mm. uh, uh, arrangement. Like there, there, are, yeah, yeah. There, there's so much, and I'm always like, okay, but who said that it should be that way? <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, and and. The same thing is with, with, with what I find fascinating. Um, the creative side has these challenges, but the engineering side as well. And what I've discovered with audio is that the more you know, the more you don't know. It's literally, literally a thing with audio. Like, okay. as soon as you uncover another thing uh, in audio, like I'm diving really deep at the moment uh, into aliasing distortion and oversampling. And um, like, I learned one thing, and all of a sudden I realized that I don't know nine other things like mm -hmm. and then when i know the nine other things i i need to learn 99 other things like <laughs> it's uh it's it's so crazy and and on one side it sometimes makes me now understand why products are the way they are in, in, <laughs> the, in a limited way uh, and on the other hand it, it also frustrates me like hey if i can figure this out why do people that actually shoot know this and should be able to figure this out don't figure this out like i know yeah 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 well sometimes i think they just want to keep building in the built-in obsolescence so that we keep buying more yeah sometimes i think it's because they're just too cheap <laughs> they just don't want to give us the good stuff or whatever they they can't get it to work for everybody i i actually had that with um my former converter setup. I'm not going to say the brand names because I don't want to make this controversial or something. Uh, <laughs> but my former converter setup, um, the power supplies were failing from those units. Oh, wow. One after the other. And um, I didn't have time back then to, to, to dive in there. So I brought it to a guy that I know that could do the maintenance and could get it back up and running pretty quickly. And he opened it up like a very experienced guy. Like the guy's, I think, 70, 70 years old. Mm. Um, and has been doing audio gear maintenance ever since. Like he's he has so much experience in 
and and he has has soldered consoles and every he worked on on so many things. And he opened up the unit, and the capacitors were uh, br- broken, um, gone. Um, wow! Not necessarily exploded, but and he he replaced them with with like very good quality uh, capacitors, like I think Nichicon or Philips or whatever, like good brand capacitors. And he said, like, I don't understand why they de- design these units like this. They run hot, so they need to be able to, uh, th- those uh, components need to be able to survive that heat. And I said, yeah, maybe they do it because it's cheaper. And he answered to me, like, like yeah, but there's like five cents of difference between the two different components. <laughs> so, like, like, capacitors and stuff, and, and that's something... Um, the quality of the capacitors has gone up since, like, if you look at vintage equipment, whenever I need to uh, do recapping on it, um, they used tantalum capacitors back in the days um, uh, because they were very expensive, but they had certain specifications that they couldn't get from an electrolyte capacitor. Wow. And um, nowadays, you can just get a cheap electrolyte capacitor that already has better specifications than that tantalum. Uh, capacitor wow. and I, I like for be, and that's because the manufacturing um has become so much better and so much easier to do because of innovation mm. anyway the capacitors now like like there, there isn't a lot of price difference between the, the poorest quality and the the utmost and like nichicon gold audio standard whatever capacitors um there, there is a bit of difference but not a lot and i literally emailed that brand being a little pissed, like, hey, why are you putting so much cheap components is in in this mm. in these converters? Like, you know that they're going to fail after two or three years, just outside of the warranty. They wouldn't, they didn't want to give me warranty, um, and and I was just like very upset about that because, like, I I have a contact that can uh, replace that, uh, or I can do it myself. But a lot of people don't have those those contacts, so. Exactly. It would become e-waste. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Like we have a big waste problem. We have a whole like the whole planet is 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 yeah. in panic mode, basically. The the nature is in panic mode. And we're right. doing this. Yeah. Ne- never understood it. And and even worse is with uh devices that are still um very well uh you know, the hardware is still good. But mm-hmm. the software is just not supported anymore. I have I a switch over here, data center switch for my um, audio uh, AVB uh, switching. And I needed a new firmware for that. And they said, yeah, but you don't have a certain... I, I, I bought it secondhand. And because of that, I couldn't get a new firmware for that switch. And I said, yeah, but without that firmware, I cannot use this switch and I need to throw it away. So you're yeah. just saying to me like, hey, make make e-waste out of it while it's a perfectly fine working switch with just a wrong firmware exactly that was like Tascam with the 1884 I had that as a controller and it was like a big hunk of junk all of a sudden because they wouldn't update the software to work with the latest version of Logic back in whenever that was yeah it's just crazy yeah yes and and like for gear selection like if I need to select gear for the studio Mm. that's one of the things that I really look look at like software support like what's the reputation yeah from a man because i've been burned before it's like if you keep doing all the updates that they recommend for your computer and for all the uh plugins all of a sudden i'm on the phone with apple and they're saying well you're trying to run your 
MacBook Pro at 300 CPU. You need a new Mac. And it's like, it was fine till I did all these updates. Like, so then I thought, okay, the next Mac, don't do the updates. So then yeah. I have to take it offline. Yeah. And I made the big mistake just last week where I unplugged my iLock too to put okay. it in a different USB slot and everything went haywire. It, wow. Like all the plugins are saying, where is it? You have no authorization. You have to get back online. And now every single plugin is still, whether I'm online or offline, they're all going nuts. And then my Apollo stopped. I have two Apollos and one of them loses its connection and the Mac just shuts down and I'm going, ah. you know, like, am I just... You have an eye look? Yeah. Wow. Or, or it's at the same time that uh, one of the Apollos is deciding to quit on me. But when I talked to Vintage King Audio, uh, one of the guys there was saying, no, it sounds like it's a bad Thunderbolt cable. So then the plot thickened even further because on Amazon, you can only get a Thunderbolt 3 cable. Well, my Apollos are older, so they must be only a Thunderbolt 1 or 2, which they don't make anymore. So I had to go to eBay, and everyone's got used ones, and it's like, but I don't even know if it's the cable or the adapter, and I don't know how to test those. And so maybe I'll just buy another cable, but I better buy a new one because theirs might be, you know, losing its youth too. I don't know, like, you know, so I just got a new cable. At least my Apollo didn't drop yesterday in a session, but... Uh, some of my plugins are, are are not happy, and I still have to sort that whole thing out. Oh, that's wow! Yeah, that's a nightmare. That's Absolutely, a, that's really a nightmare. I, I, we have the same thing going on over here in um, uh, in a different studio um, where we also we froze we we basically froze the system in time. So we we said like, okay, this is we know what is working. We know. That's what I was trying. Where, where it doesn't like to to like where the bugs are, the bugs are acceptable and will never uh, influence our our working uh, um, our working environment. And we um, it, it's basically a Pro Tools nine setup. Pro Tools nine nine point zero point six, I think, is the software with the, the mm. old six cards on it. And what we did is we basically because those those things are becoming dirt cheap after a few years. We just bought a, a whole bunch of that stuff. Cables, cards, Mac Pros, everything. And we just have backup systems. We we just we we can just swap oh, out cards or swap out parts and keep the system running. And it's now running 13, 14 years. Oh, that's cool. Cause you you mean the, the, the MacBooks or the older ones you can get much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a Mac Pro, by the way. Mac Pro system with all the, the yeah. And yeah, yeah. So this is the uh, studio with George. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the the fun thing about it is that it's um, it's so stable that people are surprised by it. That's like great. like sometimes people all of a sudden at the end of the day realize, literally at the end of session after a, like a nine or ten hour session, they realize like, oh, oh, you, you didn't need any reboots or any any problems. Like like everything just works. <laughs> or like yeah as it's supposed to but it's like magic yeah yeah yeah, yeah no we just know the system very well so uh, yeah yeah i have that mac over there sitting on two different fans because if i unplug them when i do vocals if it gets too hot and i forget to plug it back in even the mac starts going crazy and losing its mind and freezing and painting yeah, things weird I and 
I had such a such a laptop as well, which is also weird that Apple ever made it like that. Like and a brand like the, the the Apple brand for me, I I love the machines they make, but they, they're sometimes so difficult to understand. Mm. The MacBook, I think you have, have like a 2019 an, an Intel MacBook, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, the, yeah, no, I I switched to Apple Silicon, but yours should be Intel if it has temperature problems because I had a 2019 MacBook. And that one also, like, if you didn't cool it correctly, I actually had an app on there to enable the fans uh, sooner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because because it will just clock down the CPU because it thinks like, I'm, I'm too hot. And I'm like, Apple, <laughs> why did you make it like this? Why did you give me a MacBook Pro with an i9 processor with not enough cooling? Yes. Why? Why, why do they do that? I know why. I or no, I I I have an assumption of why, <laughs> <laughs> because they uh, they were working on Apple Silicon, and if if those machines were working flawlessly and perfect, if they would introduce Apple Silicon, it wouldn't be that much of an upgrade. <laughs> like I think that's the reason. Wow. Yeah. That's too crazy. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Now, what about the music itself? Do you make your own noise? Do you play instruments or compose? Well, if I play an instrument, it will sound like noise. Yeah. Make some noise. That's the Teddy tune I always refer to. I. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I. Um, I play a little bit of saxophone. Oh, cool. I started oh. actually in a in a marching band, uh, playing the saxophone, and I haven't played it for eight okay. years or something. So. Not sure what the sound is will be if it it, it gets out of there. Um, but the, the the thing is just like I I could. I was basically at a oh serious also listening. Um, I was basically at a split point at a certain point. Like I, I could choose like okay uh, music production or music engineering. Mm. I preferred engineering, but I also realized that engineering was um, there were a lot less people doing engineering compared to music production. Like everybody likes to, everybody with a laptop likes to produce music, and more, <laughs> uh, uh, and they can produce music. And when it comes to engineering, it gets more difficult pretty quickly. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to focus fully Scientific. on, on uh, yeah, yeah, ish, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, there's science and creativity in in mixing. I think that that there that that balance there is such a weird balance because it's so much scientific and technical stuff and there's so much creativity in there that it's sometimes difficult to um also to explain to people because yes so people ask me like why do you make a certain setting on an eq and i'm like i cannot explain that i i, I literally cannot explain that well why do you use so much pepper or ginger yeah. it's the same you know? yeah 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 that's a good that's a good uh, comparison yeah I no, used to have a, a big uh, Studio Master TrackMix 32 mixer, yeah. half-inch 8-track, and then I had four ADATs, so I had 32 channels in and out with that. And it seemed to be much broader strokes that I was able to work. And, of course, I was using a mastering engineer because at the time everything was being mastered to a big umatic cassette that none of us had those machines yeah and it was before we were all making cds ourselves and they had to make the glass master and all that sort of jazz but that's why that video you had done about the whole frequency analyzer 
with mastering some of the projects you had been getting where you had target numbers of like, let's not peak more than minus 24 in the low end and yeah. mid-range minus 36. And, you know, and I just thought that's exactly the problem. I think, you know, like you hit it on the head. That was so helpful. And, and it was actually, I stole that idea from one of my friends. So, good. <laughs> yeah. I, I found it very helpful because if we are doing our own mastering and we're not using Isotope where everything happens for you, um, as I'm trying to learn and do things better and stuff, I'm realizing I was blowing things up in certain frequency ranges and it wasn't being transferred or, or translated by my speakers. So it's like it was helpful to see it and helpful to tame it. And it made sense as to why my car was like blowing up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and definitely when it comes to, to the sub-frequencies, it's very, uh, yeah. it could be very helpful to, to use an analyzer to just check like, hey, are we on point? Is it too much? Is it too little? Like, yes. Yeah, And I had so many engineers say to me, I don't know one engineer who does that. I thought, yeah, because you guys never do your own mastering. Yeah. This is why yeah. they don't have to think about it. So they can like push any analog console, throw things in the red, be as cool as they want to be. And the mastering engineer goes, well, the album will not play. It'll just keep jumping out of the grooves if we allow this. So they just fix everything for them and they don't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, like, like I, 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 um, I've always learned to master my own stuff. The, the, it, it started out of necessity. So, yes. uh, well, and it started out of necessity for me. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Yeah. Because why, why did it start for you uh, out of necessity? I was nine years old uh, playing guitar and, you know, had one since I was two, a plastic guitar, and just wanted to write my own songs. Started writing songs at 10 years old. And my dad had little tape recorders and like little reel to reels and little boxes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I have, pictures I could share but it was like you know um, little reel-to-reels and then little cassette decks and all these kinds of things and it was just so much fun to play with them that I knew I was just writing way too many songs to then go get studio time I'm a young kid I don't have the money for studios and I didn't have anybody interested in my work saying wow you write cool songs let's produce you or set up a budget so it was like I love the idea of making that sound painting. How can I learn more about this? And when I was 17, a TIAC 2340 was being sold at uh, a, a little music store. And uh, I said to my dad, I need to use $600 of my money and buy this because it just came down from like $1,400. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's going, let me go see if this thing is worth it, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, I, that's how it all started. And I was plugging guitars and mics directly into the tape deck. I didn't have a mixer. <laughs> I had a little AX20 TAC box that was left, right, or center for each of the four channels to get it to go down to cassettes. And before that, I was bouncing back and forth to cassettes. Yeah. So to me, to hear my ideas and to be able to play those recordings for other people so they could hear that I had another guitar idea or 15 vocal idea, whatever it was, it was, it was really interesting to uh, be able to play them and show them for them. And I, I think also the, the method you used, uh, which is, you know, back then there wasn't anything else, but no. <laughs> create a lot of, like, you learn to make decisions, you learn to... Um, um, yes. Yeah, you, you learn to be very creative with the limited resources. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I like about analog gear. Yeah, you have to decide some things and and be tasty about it up front yeah. in a way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that those, was a funny thing. <laughs> those things could be worth a fortune right now. I know, and there's so many audio people that would love to play with these things. I've even written to um, Tascam a few times. This was a pretty big thing. It was like nine inches high and like the size of, uh, yeah, you know, real deep. And it sat. <laughs> that's looking down on it on on its back. Of course, everybody had these things in college. Yeah. Me and my roommate would always bring this to our project band so that we could hear our four horn charts. And yeah. the teacher would always call us the recording twins. <laughs> <laughs> and then how many yeah. demos do I have of thousands and thousands of songs <laughs> on this thing? And it's the only version of those songs I have written. You know, it's like I, I have to get to all of those and make recordings of them. That was the... Uh, 2340 with the seven and a half inch reels, the four track reel to reel quarter inch tape. And then from that, it came to the, um, the half inch eight track that I made my first album on. Yeah. And so now I have the MS 16. I have a 16 track one inch. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. 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 This guy. Oh yeah. 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 That's behind me over there. And, and do you yeah. use it to record them or just for the, for the color? Uh, a little of both. A little of okay. both. It's, okay. It's fun. I mean, I have the option here. That's what's kind of weird about my setup. I, I got this mixer maybe about a year and a half ago. So on this side, it's like I could be all analog. Or on that side, I could be all in the box. But I could be hybrid, too. And um, I've made my life so complicated that <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what are you trying to do now? Put out more records and write more songs or learn about gear? or Because... Now there's so many ways in and out that, I don't know, sometimes it's working, sometimes it isn't, because it's not even that they're not in sync, it's the, uh, I was told it was the processing time of digitizing back and forth from analog to digital that's uh, different processing time in the uh, the different converters. Oh, yeah. oh so, so, so you're getting misalignment then, or? Sometimes, sometimes, but then I noticed if I put a... a, a delay plug-in on just one channel on one Apollo at like 71.9 milliseconds, everything lines up. <laughs> I thought I had to do okay. it for each individual channel, but it's... 71.9 milliseconds? Yes. That's yeah. a lot of delay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. With, with those complex setups, also like, like you have a lot of complex analog routing going on there then as well. Probably, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. It's everything is makeshift because I'm just figuring things out on my own, and I'm certainly probably doing a lot of things weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's weird. What are the things that I've uh, I'm starting to do? No, 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 I don't know if it's ineffective. It's more like um, if I would put every single thing that I have in my studio on my patch bay, that doesn't make things easier necessarily. I've just realized that. Yeah, so I, I, I want I, everything I, ready to go, and there's no way to have it ready to go. So I'm, that's my question: is how do I want things to be so that I don't have to? Yeah, all this stuff. We, we we have actually a George George rebuilt uh, part of his studio uh, last year, uh, so new furniture and and new stuff, and he basically removed the patch bay from his studio. Really? Yeah, he he's now doing hard patched uh, uh, signal change. Yeah, I think only for for his mastering setup he has a. Uh, um, what is it called? From SPL, the Her Hermes, 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 whatever. Um, Hermes. 
Hermes, Hermes, yeah, yeah. I'm not native uh, native English. Um, he, he has that thing to to um, be able to change the mastering chain and parallel stuff. And uh, but his mixing chain, as far as I know, is all hard patched. But he's doing mostly tracking and mastering. So his yeah, tra tracking. tracking, tracking, mixing, and mastering. Yeah. Okay, but he's still. Needs to patch for some of that, or no? He's decided oh. this is how we're going to track for tracking. And no tracking, you can choose preamps. So you have the tie lines from the recording room where you can choose preamps. Okay. And from there, it's all hard patched. Nice. Yeah. So he has a, a limited amount of preamps or something like he'll just choose, and these are the ones that go to those inputs. Yeah, but also for for convenience. So. Um, um, there are multiple, uh, multiple, uh, what is it, stage block, stage boxes and stuff. And right. sometimes you have certain stage box over there or over there. So it's not necessarily um, the amount of preamps because I don't know how much there are. There are a lot, <laughs> like a lot. Um, but it's more the convenience to patch the the, the signals from the yeah. recording rooms um, and. Um, but that's the only patch way that's in there. Like line level patch is not happening. That's really cool. Yeah. I have um, so many things in the patch bay that were normal to the I.O. plug-in options so that I could use different hardware that way. Yeah. Said, now, do you want it to be like that or do you want your mixer to be there? You know, like, it's so lovely that the mixer just goes 16 tracks right into the tape deck and 16 back. But yeah. now I'm getting 16 ADAT back because I have those converters, those AFEX 141B converters that do the ADAT to the mixer. Yeah. It, like I had, uh, I didn't realize when I was listening on the mixer, I did a whole video of the hybrid mixing trying to get the audience to work. <laughs> I had all the channels plugged in and it was all, everything was open. I'm like, there's no signal. Why? I'm like, oh, you have to convert it back to analog. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> that's awesome. Buy those little buggers. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which is the best way or the, the, like, most people would get a different desk and make the mixer the center, but, like, you're not even using a mixer and you've got the 24 channels, so where, that's all hardwired back to your DAW? Uh, you mean the 24 channels, the the MCI? Or? Your two-inch tape, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's um, so, so I do have a small a Neumann console in here. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, and the... 24 channels of it? Um, I don't know. I, I, I need... I have never counted them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, 16, 16 channels. But um, how, I'm, how I'm using the tape machine, I'm using it just for color. Okay. So there's no recording happening to tape. Um, also because I, I have no tie lines to the uh, recording rooms over here. This is literally a mixing mastering room. Yes. Um, so I, I'm just using it as a, as a, as a tape saturation plugin. Uh, <laughs> and how I, how I do that is um, it can be inserted on my subgroups of the console. So I have eight subgroups and I have 16 other channels, the ADDA, where it can also be inserted in between. And there's a relay box that when I turn on the tape machine, it inserts, it, it breaks up the signal chain and inserts the tape machine. And uh, when I turn off the tape machine, it goes back to the original state. So, so cool. So the audio is going through the machine. The tape is running. Yeah. 
and it's going from the record head to the playhead, you're getting back the result of yep. the playhead, and it's yep. getting the result of the tape, and you don't even need to keep the audio. That yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, from from a patching perspective, I can just work in my studio, and when I want to insert the tape on all my uh, on all my channels, I just turn on the tape machine, and all of a sudden I have the tape machine on there. Like I don't I need to do that. any patching. I love that. Yeah, yeah, because if I would need to do patching, it's um, 40, uh, 24 channels in, 24 channels out. So that's 48 patch cables. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I use I use these patch uh, patch cables. This Gilmetti is what it's called. Right. So this costs like 50 euros per cable. <laughs> so that's already not cool. So you have 48 cables and 96 patch points that you need to make in order to use your tape machine. And when you don't want to use it, you have to pull them out all. So that's a lot of work. And yeah. that could, what could happen is that I would just not use the tape machine then because it takes too much time. Right, right. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, So, so they, and that's a custom-built box that we, we had made for this because, um, yeah, it's just way better. That's that's a really cool solution. Yeah, yeah. Just relays, just just like signal type relays. The same. We literally bought the same relays as that Neumann is using in the consoles for the subgroup routing because we knew they were good. Because otherwise Neumann wouldn't use them. So. Wow, wow, that's pretty cool stuff. And mm. like right over my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what makes it complicated too, because if I watch other people's videos and such, or email people to get some ideas, they'll say, you don't need that. You don't need to do this. You don't need a mixer. You don't need that. You don't need this. But they're not writing songs. They're not playing most of the instruments. They're not doing the arranging. They don't have to reach their piano and get to their drum set the way I do. They don't, they're not doing all those things. They're just mixing. Yeah. Or they're just mastering. Yeah. Or they're just tracking in a real studio. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. So when you're trying to do it all and you're setting it up yourself and you don't know what you're doing, woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm learning a lot all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah. I, 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 and it's a lot. It's it's literally a lot in terms of like choices, in terms of the, the amount of equipment, the amount of complexity. It's it's a lot indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And some days it's beautiful and flowing, and I get a lot done. And some days I'm just pulling my hair out trying to get things to work and uh, setting it up and thinking through the patch bay and all the stuff, what was going to be normaled and whatever. Sometimes I want to do it all over again. I go, you're nuts because most of it's working. Right now you just have to get all your plugins back. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine the challenges that people have that design studios, for instance, broadcasting studios where, what? you know, a broadcasting studio has to be capable of so many different configurations. Yes. And it all has to be, well, I wouldn't say easy because I think that's impossible, but it all has to be possible and and um, people have to be able to keep an overview on all the different setups and, and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. like, like I've seen I've seen broadcasting trucks that are so enormously complex. Wow. Like that would take I think half a year to a year of just planning. Just planning on like, hey, how are we going to, where are we going to put all the cables? Where are the patch bases going to be? Where are the tie lines going to be? Uh, mm -hmm. how, how are we going to connect this all together? And I think another half a year of testing 
Mm-hmm. And I think with analog gear, you can assume a lot of things like, okay, if we connect this to this, it will work. Right. With digital gear, you can draw out, okay, in theory, all <laughs> these different brand things should be able to talk together. Yep, that's it. But in practice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That face says enough. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Well, well, even, yeah, even hardware, because in my studio master console in my other house a long time ago, there were two or three mic cables that were stuck in the XLR inputs. And I had to call a guy who repairs desks and stuff to remove those and, and give me new input jacks at the time I wasn't yeah. doing those myself and when I called the cable I mean the, the console company they're like no we're up to spec and the cable was like no we're up to spec but of course the, the the spring wouldn't let go somebody was not really up to spec and the same thing has happened to me with different types of patch bays and patch cables yeah so yeah patch, patch bays is a, is, is, is a big issue indeed yeah 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 and it's a huge problem like you say with just the digital or sort of virtual world because I didn't think half the stuff in Logic even made any sense with the virtual tracks. And, you know, it's like you think it's going to come in on this channel, but you have to just go flipping through all of them to see, okay, really, what's channel 35? I have no idea. I thought it would be nine, but that's going to be it. And just keep it that way so that, you know, you save the I.O. plugin and it'll it'll remember to do it. But, wow, it was... Yeah, yeah. There's also in my studio the same thing going on with um, the Army Madi uh, interface basically just spits out all the channels to your computer. And if you use MADI over copper, it's the third MADI connection. So channel one is not channel one. Channel one is channel uh, 129. Oh my God. (laughs) 129 is channel one on 48 kilohertz. Because if you go to uh, 96 kilohertz, the whole routing changes again. So that's uh, 32 to 64, then it's 65, I think. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, okay, who decided this and why? And yeah. and then you have to find the people that are making the videos on that. <laughs> yeah, or just figure out what's going on. Like in Reaper, uh, okay. I can just create my own input-output mapping. So it will okay. map it in the background. And um, yeah, I actually went further with Reaper than just that. So mm. <laughs> I have a stream deck. I don't know if you know these uh, these things. That's um, no. uh, basically a, um, a macro a keyboard, and it has a little display behind every uh, button. You can program them yourself, pretty easy. And I made scripts that um, uh, if I want to route something to an output or want to uh, have a certain input uh, on a certain channel, they're all on here. I can just say, okay, Neumann channel four, and it will just poof, automatically. It will save so low. It will uh, remove from the master, like all that that stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a helpful go-between. Yeah, and those things are are very important for me because if every single time I need to root, I need to first do a conversion. So, uh, okay, 60, 65 is one. So I need channel four. So I need 69. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, then I need to uh, put this channel into record. I need to um, uh, <laughs> remove it from us or I need to do this routing or that routing. That's That's a lot of work. And now it's just like, one button press, and we can move on with being creative again. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, and I have to remember that there are some <laughs> days that just have to be for setup or yeah. routing and patching and maybe do several songs at a time. Like, um, 
After watching the Beatles Get Back special, I got super inspired as the year changed. January was coming again. I thought, what can I do in January since they were on the roof in January that I've never done before with writing? And I thought, I've never tried to write as many songs as I can in one month. I like Stevie Wonder used to write a song a day or something, you know, like I've written two songs a month for years or whatever. But that seemed to be a cool idea. Because I had written so many, I was able to copy, I mean, um, put down the basic track, a guitar and vocal, to several at once. So then I went through and then did drums for several at once. It was like, oh, this is, this is how I should be working. And, you know, like not setting up for each instrument or jumping to each instrument as often, you know, like it could be a way to, to get it done. But I was excited because I had gotten 23 songs written that I really liked and I had never done that before. So what do you do like to challenge yourself that's, that feels fun? You know, like I, I was watching your video this morning on uh, mental health and I love that you love to walk. I certainly love to walk. It certainly rebalances me and helps me tune myself back to feeling better the positive thoughts maybe start flowing again, shake off some of the blues. Like, what kind of things do you do to get, like, I'm sure even just, for me, acquiring gear is exciting and, and lifts me up. And even just uh, just going through and trying to find the gear, you know, like, yeah. okay, what, what do I want next? That hunting and gathering is really exciting. Yeah, for, for me, the same thing, like like figuring out what I need and, and also for the YouTube channel, um, yeah, I'll figure out camera gear and stuff, and that's also very exciting to do. I know. That's still for me. Written what? down like some of the camera gear you've been using. It's on some of your videos as well. Uh, it's starting to look really cool on your videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So currently, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm running a Blackmagic camera. And are you uh, doing that right now too? Because you look. Yeah, yeah. This is also a Blackmagic camera. Yeah, yeah. Because I have nothing else that can function as a webcam. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not using the MacBook with the built-in anymore. No, no, no. That's that's potato quality. Like I don't like. Uh... Yeah, I look <laughs> potato to compare to you right now. <laughs> no, I, I I film everything on a Blackmagic 6K Pro, uh, in B-Raw. So uh, the files coming out of there are enormous, but the quality is very good, and you can adjust certain things afterwards. You can change your ISO and stuff. And when self-shooting, that helps a lot because uh, I. I fuck up a lot of times, <laughs> oh, I know. so that's uh, so I do it on Blackmagic, and the rest is filmed on uh, on an iPhone. Yeah, and I'm now looking into getting like uh, one or two action cameras because they're really small. You can mm. just put them somewhere, and while you're doing things, it can just capture what you're doing. Um, yeah, Blackmagic, for instance, it's very heavy. I want to rig that over my desk. It's too heavy. Like, like I need to create a complete camera rig that that they use in Hollywood. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that that was literally a part of my uh, my my school was rigging for lighting, uh, oh, wow. for for professional uh, stage lighting. Um, but I I would need to be to make such a rig that doesn't vibrate and stuff because if it vibrates, then the the pictures also start to vibrate. So. Um, uh, I don't want to do that, so <laughs> uh, so that that's probably going to be the next purchase. I actually saw that this morning DJI um, uh, announced new products, so who knows? Um, but th but that's it for the for the YouTube channel. That's that's all the gear that I'm using actually. So, yeah, that's so. pretty great. Yeah, they should, they should make a 6K camera uh, either in the Max or available to capture 6K in Zoom or something. 
Yeah, so the 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 issue is that um the uh it's not necessarily 6K that's cool about the Blackmagic camera. It's really the raw video format that's cool. Oh, but that's what makes it harder to then do the editing. Yeah. Yeah, no, for me it's not hard because I Yeah, I I have an M1 Max MacBook. So that that choose through it pretty well. Okay. Um, but um, that's the newer one right now. Yeah, yeah. That does actually. That has been such a blessing. That MacBook. That's that makes things so much easier. And like, that one doesn't overheat, right? That one doesn't even have a fan. I don't think. Uh, yeah, it has a fan, and it only turns on when rendering. Okay. So when I'm editing both my screen recording plus an extra thing plus the feed for my camera and ProRes screen recording, so it's it really needs to chew a lot of data. It doesn't even turn on the fan during editing. That's amazing. And during rendering, it does turn on the fan because it renders at like two or three times the speed of the thing. So normally with video uh, rendering, it's like always lower than real time the speed, right. but this MacBook does it at like double or triple the real-time speed so if a video is 10 minutes long i can probably render it in five minutes that's great because some of my chats have been going over two hours and it's like you've got to wait almost two hours for it to (laughs) yeah yeah do do it overnight (laughs) i do yeah i'll do a lot of them overnight yeah Yeah. but then if i change computers all my all my plugins and all my connections to the other hardware like the apollo's and even my logic, everything's going to have to be updated. Yeah, that's the, the I I it's really like starting like to, Yeah, I I really like to keep it simple and stupid method for that. Um, I just have two plugin bundles, which is the nice. FabFilter and the Sonable stuff. Subscription? No, no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, yeah. just a one-time payment uh, FabFilter bundle and a one-time payment Sonable bundle. Which I didn't pay for, by the way. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I they they gave them to me for the reviews, and I've just continued to use them. Yeah. Um, and um, if I install those both those plugins, I'm already 99% there. I can I can open 99% of my sessions and everything. Wow. Um, there's I rarely use other plugins. Um, so that's that's one of my tricks. Uh, just you know, this is what it is. Do it with that, and don't get into the the because you know all those plugins are great, but as soon as you indeed need to switch machines or something, yeah. And like you've yeah. said in other videos, they're all trying to imitate things that we all already have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that already exists that does it better, and why don't they try to do something new? Yeah, or fix a problem that 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 shouldn't be a problem in the first place if you just you know yes. set up set up correctly. Like like I I just finished a vi- uh, video edit. And I'm saying in that video, like, okay, this plugin, the goal of this plugin is to remove digital harshness. But right. why don't you just remove the digital harshness by just clocking your setup correctly, by <laughs> using the correct sample rate, by just doing the right thing, by gain staging everything correctly? That is your issue. And now you're going to put a band-aid on a broken knee? Well, like what what what's the what's right. the philosophy here? So that's one of the things that I do for uh, keeping systems compatible. And my other strategy is uh, a modular digital setup. So my converters, mm. I have a full RME setup, but they all talk with each other over uh, open protocols. So my stereo converter talks AES and my uh, multi-channel converters talk MADI. So the worst thing that can happen is that my MADI 
uh, MADI or AES interface that actually connects to the computer isn't supported anymore. And then I just have to replace that and I'm good to go again. Wow. So keeping things modular is my uh, is my trick. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a lot more of a broader view than uh, I've thought about this because at the time I needed an interface. They said one of the better interfaces was an Apollo. I didn't realize it came with its own plugins. Then they give you a budget to get other plugins. I didn't even know that Logic had its own plugins. There's like all these things that were like redundant, 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 redundant. You're spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they want. As, you know, exactly. spend money, be happy. Yeah. I've been a very good consumer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very bad at consuming, but that's probably just because I'm Dutch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your accent. I like a Dutch accent, but I really like a Beatle accent. Do you ever try to do any other accents of your own? No, no, no. I, I'm already very bad at my own accent. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I constantly like mastering, mastering. I, I, I constantly change my own accent as well. Like, I like mastering. It sounds better. Yeah. Yeah, more English. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And George has a cool accent too. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's actually, his English is very good. Yeah, he's just yeah. He's not he's not a lot on camera, unfortunately, but he will no. be in the future, I think. Yeah. 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 I love the video you guys did together. I mean, that was make, like, making me think I got to hop on a plane and go say hello to you guys and uh, have him do the mastering. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's always timing, possible. Timing didn't work out, but that would have been that would have been great, and it would have sounded incredible, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has such a different approach to mastering as well like he, yes. he that's really what I love about you guys is is that yeah. passion and that depth and the understanding of the heart and the soul and the sound and the artistry and the science and the I'm like love these guys <laughs> and and we're sometimes sitting together uh, then there's a new piece of gear or whatever or we we um we saw something new or or we just want to try something out and we're a being Mm. and we're sitting a being and we're like <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden like after 15 minutes or something we 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 stop and we're like what the heck are we doing here <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at such small details and such mm -hmm. it's yeah <laughs> well i've even heard jack joseph puig say listen if that one makes you feel better because you just like the way those buttons feel that's your machine. If you have yeah. something in your rack that doesn't even work, but it makes you feel more of an engineer, make sure you look at that and keep that one in your rack. You know, like there's so many things that erode the human spirit just in living, let alone be an artistic being that whatever's going to help buoy us, I think is, is really important. And as long as it's not hurting you or somebody else, you're good. You know? I also think that, that the good clients don't care about how you do it. No, they don't care at all. In fact, um, who was mentioning it? Don't even allow them in on the thought process of that because you're confusing them. They're hearing the bigger picture and feeling, is my song coming along the way I want it to? And I'm saying, oh, look at this really cool plug-in and this trick I did with the delay and the guitar is bouncing from this and they're going what you did what and then they're upset about it you know like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Don't, do that. Like, don't tell them anything <laughs> like, yeah, but that's, know that detail. Yeah, my clients will recognize that when whenever they they receive the first version they literally get an email hey here's the first version of this song 
take your time to listen to it. Let me know what you think. I'm not giving any details because I want them to listen. Yes. I don't want them to... F- I, I, I don't want to say want them to think. I don't want to... Um, I don't want to bias them. Right. It, right. I just want, want them to really like the first impression should be unbiased. And if I've already started talking like, I did this, I did this, then they're... they're the focus going to be there so right right and yeah. focus is everything you know yeah focus is everything with how we even feel about ourselves and what thoughts we're gonna entertain like i just had eric mazel on the other day and he's done over 50 books on this whole creative process and working with artists and coaching and, and things like that and he was saying we have to be like good stewards of our minds you know it's like do not even let yourself keep thinking thoughts that don't serve you because it's useless like you go down the tubes so easily and it's your own thoughts you know even how we feel about other people in our lives the whole relationship is on our head and if you start going down the tubes like oh they're upset with me and da 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 it changes how you act and who you're with and how you do it and they yeah. don't know anything about it. <laughs> what yeah, exactly, about? exactly, and and that's sometimes what I'm also saying to, uh, and I've said that publicly on the YouTube channel as well, to to watch haters or, or you know, bad commenters. Like you don't know me. Like I only know what is going on in my head. I only know what I'm thinking. I I'm the only one that knows my own intentions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same with teaching. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you know and how good you are at anything. There's always like almost fifty-fifty people saying you know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing and you know they started doing these student evaluations a million years ago and it was so great because our boss said don't even pay attention to them that much because we know it's actually normal to have everybody say everything everything under the sun because that's what the public does you know it's like well this is why i like to stay home and do my own thing (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit, a bit of a depressing thing sometimes, yeah. Oh, super depressing. I mean, I think sometimes it's what can keep me from wanting to even perform. I mean, when I was really young and I had just an acoustic guitar 10 years old, my dad would bring me to the family reunions, sit me in a chair on top of a table and want me to play without a sound system. Yeah. And I was like terrified because like 150 people would be crowded around me going, we can't hear you, Lorman. Can you sing any louder? Can you play any louder? And they were all so loud that that's all I heard. It was all this screaming at me. And it was like, if you just shut the fuck up, you yeah. know, like you might hear a couple of notes, you know. But one of my friends said, well, no wonder. Without him knowing it, he was so proud of you, but he was setting you up to fail, you know, because you had no sound system, you know. Yeah. And that all these traumatic things that we experienced growing up, they're still in there, you yeah. know? It's like, yeah. even Pat Metheny told me, it's like, he'll be on the stage in, in Japan and they're so polite that they clap and they're done. Yeah. So all of a sudden he hears his sneakers squeaking on the floor and his strap flowing on his shoulder and he's going, we're bombing. They don't even like us. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because they're used to, like, you know, a bigger act. People are screaming and yelling and, and hooraying even while you're, counting off the tune like you just feel like everything's flowing just fine but in that intense quiet yeah it's staggering i think in general that the people could could learn to to shut up a little bit more when somebody's making music but that's my own <laughs> definitely <laughs> like, 
when I'd uh, seen uh, George Winston at Boston Symphony Hall, and um, he wasn't amplified playing this beautiful grand piano, but everybody around me coughing and sneezing and moving, and <laughs> they were louder than him. I was like, oh. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I I'm always very surprised by the um, uh, the the uh, SPL amount uh, like decibels yes. from PA systems. Um, horrifying! So incredible, yeah, horrifyingly high. I went to the concert of uh, Aurora. She was performing mm. over here in the Netherlands. I'm I'm a big Aurora fan, and I went there with my girlfriend. And the sound system, the the, the SPL, really. Um, Really was too high. Like I like I didn't enjoy it. No, it and, was, and it was getting really... your inner organs rearranged, and <laughs> they're about to give you. Yeah, and we actually took a end. position, uh, like on a balcony from the side of the stage, so we could barely see anything. And we were in front of speakers who had good sound, but I had earplugs in, so that I could really hear what they were doing instead of just getting my ears crushed. Yes, and I was thinking about that, and. Because I did I did a lot of live engineering back in the days. But usually the PA system is only like three or six decibels above, which is like, of course, a lot more, but uh, three or six decibels above crowd noise. Yeah. And I'm like, if everybody would shut up, sh just shut up. I know. Those PA systems don't have to be that loud. <laughs> like, where's the problem? Like, like. There's there are discussions going on, and I understand those discussions. Like, yeah, sound should be limited because it's it's damaging people's ears. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but it's not the 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 problem is not the uh, the engineer that is turning it up because the 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 engineer what the engineer behind the console needs to do is making sure that everybody can hear the music, and if nobody shuts up, then he has to push it louder. <laughs> And I found over the years that I don't like the sound of the venues. You know, it's like when I listen to music, I want to go into fantastic headphones. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear the room and I don't want to hear all the people around me. And yeah. to hear all those reflections, I mean, most concerts just sound like hell. It's yeah, like, true. If I'm not close within the first 10 rows and I can't see the artists, if I'm just going to be looking at a big screen hearing this awful sound with a low end that wants to give me a heart attack, I'm like, I just can't do it. Never understood that 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 heart attack low end as well. Like yeah, that's just yeah, insane. Yeah, it's like you're gonna rearrange your 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 inner organs here. You know, like yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if that's healthy to listen to every day. Like I think they found that certain sound pressures will burst organs. I think they were using them at one time as warfare weapons. You know, you can wow. actually do harm. You know. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, but but it's, it's like like very realistic. Like it's it's a pressure wave. Like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to things we love. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chance to buy a two-inch twenty-four track machine just a couple of months ago. It was four thousand dollars. I was so tempted because to me, seeing consoles and tape machines is so exciting. Like that's what studios used to look like when I was a kid. And uh, I just thought, I don't know where to put a big washing machine down here, you know? <laughs> oh, there's, they're, they're, like, that, that's the age-old problem. You never have enough gear, only not enough room. Like, yeah. yeah. So I have a picture of his, his machine instead uh, on a big canvas. <laughs> yeah. And I, I look at that and look at my machine and uh, I mean, it's just, just fun. There are a lot of studios that don't have a tape machine, so 
<laughs> yeah, and they're fine. I yeah. think studios might be on their way back, though, and that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually think they were never gone. In a lot of ways, yeah. A lot of them have closed in the U.S., but I think true. Coming but back around, I think that there are a lot of studios that are that have always been operating within niches that right. have 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 continued to operate, and but those are not visible. Yeah. So we're talking about visible studios that do popular music that that need to be visible for whatever reason. And yeah, that has declined a lot and mm. it's probably coming back as well. But there are still a lot, a lot of creatives and a lot of studios that have just been operating in the background. Nobody hears from them and they're just mm. doing their thing. And um, I, I think those type of studios have always been very stable in, in their uh, representation. That's pretty cool. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm amazed at how many people are interested in recording and producing music these days. Me I mean, too. all of a sudden it's like everybody has a record out. You're like, what? <laughs> when I started my YouTube channel, I had the goal, the ultimate goal of getting 30,000 subscribers. Because <laughs> I thought that was roughly the amount of people that would be interested in recording around the world, like English talking people be interested in right? the things I was talking about. 30,000 people and I'm still gaining like a thousand subscribers every month and I'm like so many people are interested in this <laughs> that's great and it's super cool because I, I I I understand why they're interested in it because I'm doing it and it's great but I would have never imagined so many people to to be interested in that no and I started my channel in what 2006 or 2007. It was before there was a subscription bell. It was yeah. before it was. I have yeah. some videos that were uh, about my Beatle band, over 200,000 views. That's yeah, like, I don't have hardly any subscribers. <laughs> yeah, but the algorithm, the magic algorithm. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. That's why I got off Facebook. It was like. You guys are interfering with all my <laughs> my yeah. things. Nothing is really the law of attraction and 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 absolute interest, you know. Yeah. So and then, yeah, and I, I mean, with these numbers, I'm gone. For me, for me, it's the reason why um, the, the algorithms are the reason why you see those weird thumbnails with the weird faces from me. Like that's literally algorithm. Oh, you mean you can't change those? Um, no, no, still frames. No, no, I I make them. Oh, I, you make them. Yeah, the, the thumbnails are are custom made, and if they are not spectacular enough, people won't click them. It's oh. it's human behavior. Oh right. See, but well, this is the part of the thing that gets upsetting. Is is like, I didn't want my music or what I had to say to necessarily be for everybody. In a sense, you know, it's like if this is the lowest common denominator and you have to blow things up and explode this or that or make um, something so loud and raw. Like, sometimes I can have a real bashing drum sound and really cool soon, and someone will say, oh, your music is so relaxing. It's like, how much explosions and loud end and big low end and whatever do you need to to be aware or to wake up or to oh well, well well but maybe maybe you have to you have to do it the opposite way around um yeah. my a good example was uh, my grandma when whenever we were as kids were always um yeah doing stupid stuff she would scream at us and we wouldn't be surprised but as soon as she would stop screaming and start 
talking at a normal level, <laughs> you'd be scared AF because we knew that they, she was really upset. So I'm telling you for the last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as soon as soon as uh, as the screaming stopped, that that was the moment where so. Screaming stop bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. If screaming is stop, then <laughs> bad. <Run>. Else, <laughs> yeah. Take off, take off. So, yeah. what works uh, to tune yourself back up besides walking? Well, walking is my is my secret uh, thing. Walking, uh, meditation, uh, reading. Uh, yeah. It's it's a bit of the the, the traditional uh, mental health playbook. But yes. um, I, I think it. I think that playbook exists for a reason. Um, what I think is important as well uh, for in, in in these days is being very mindful about mobile phone usage. Um, because uh, because I think that what we're doing right now is we are not giving our brain time to process things anymore. Mm. So. Every single second of our days, like literally you wake up, most people, like, I, I, and I'm the same, have, have our phones on our nightstand. Mm -hmm. We first check our phones. And every second of the day, we are uh, consuming information. Like, it's constantly information. And most of the information your brain needs to process, uh, but we're not even conscious about the fact that we're processing that information. Mm -hmm. Like Instagram or even YouTube. I'm sometimes watching a few videos and if you would ask me immediately after that watching session what I watched, <laughs> I can probably only recall one video, which is scary. <laughs> that means that I'm just doing something for a weird reason. And <clears throat> I think that being bored is very important. So just not using your phone. Whenever waiting in a line at a at at the cashier, at the mm -hmm. ca cashier, cashier, uh, whenever you're waiting in line. Don't pick up your phone. Just, just keep it in your and just wait. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? <laughs> like people did when there weren't any phones. Right. They would actually maybe even talk to each other. Yeah. And when I'm driving, when I'm driving, uh, my girlfriend lives like 40 minutes drive from here. So that's uh, medium, medium time drive for the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, for a lot of people in other countries, it's literally around the corner. But in the Netherlands, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's almost the other side of the Netherlands. Um, but but it's wow. um, I can I can choose to listen to a podcast or I can just not do that and just drive and let my mind do the thing that my mind needs to do: clean up, process, whatever. Yes. Sleep. Sleep is the same thing respect your sleep hours like <laughs> that's yes. that's very like I, I see so many people that are not respecting their own sleep they're saying no. yeah i can sleep when i'm dead and i'm like what are you even saying i know um they yeah. perpetuate that they're that they do that in studio life and internships and yeah. even at berkeley they they perpetuate this thing that out in the real world the client is the most important thing and you should be able to sacrifice yourself and work 48 hours straight without food water bathroom yeah. sleep and it's like this is just insane inhuman and stupid i i don't agree with that at all i'm not going to sacrifice myself for anything like that I, I literally had to learn that. I literally had to learn that that wasn't normal. Yeah. Because I thought I thought that was okay and that was that was just the way it was. And last year I had enough of it. I was like, okay. And <laughs> and I made a quote out of that uh, over here. The quote is um 
uh, well, it's not really a quote. It's just we're saying no. So <laughs> certain jobs, I'm just saying no. And people say no is a complete cannot. sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And but people say like, but you cannot say no because you know you have to say yes to everything because otherwise you will lose your clients. I mm -hmm. my answer to this, and that's the quote is, well, then um, I I need to translate it. Um, I rather be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> that that's like like uh, the Dutch saying is dan maar honger, uh, but yeah, I rather be hungry. Yeah. Um, and that is yeah. Well, it's like you're saying, getting back to mental health. If yeah. all of that gets screwed up, the sleeping, eating, taking care of yourself stuff gets screwed up, the basics for keeping this operating system working, and I'm pointing yeah. to my body, <laughs> this interface that I live in, um, everything else goes weird. Yeah. If I don't get enough sleep and the food in the right way every two or three hours, fuel, my brain gets very upset and it gets depressed and, and then weird thoughts happen and then I start spiraling down and nothing is right and nothing can recover from that. And I could live many years that way in my younger days because I didn't realize I had natural rhythms of when sleep really wanted to happen. If I miss the sleep train <laughs> before midnight, I can be up till two or three just a wide yeah. awake because that second wind comes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you need to... Just as you grow and, and get older, you just learn different things about yourself, what kind of fuel you need, what kind of sleep, and how much water. And it changes as your needs change and your bodies change. And um, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. And sometimes I just want to do the music, but it's like, but I am here. I am human. And I have limitations. And exactly. I love, I love that you're putting boundaries around I'd rather be hungry because yeah. it's like I'm not going to sacrifice myself for this. So and and the thing is also that if somebody doesn't respect your limitations, that's like the biggest red flag there is. Oh yes, yes, because they're not going to respect why? anything else. Exactly. So since I've been doing that, literally saying no to clients, um, the, one of the things I never do. Well, <laughs> some exceptions, mm -hmm. small exceptions, but um, is is speed delivery. So. Mm -hmm. I've got a file. It needs to be mastered in 48 hours. Well, good luck with that. Uh, search for somebody else. I'm not going to do it. That's why they have the automatic yes. thing on the online. Go ahead. Go for exactly. It. Just go to the automatic thing. No, but we need to, to be mastered by a real human. Then you shouldn't treat them as a robot. Like, um, yes. Yes. I'm not going to do that. First of all, I cannot guarantee quality because I want to be able to listen to it one extra or two extra days after I did all the hard work sure. because I want to yeah. check with fresh ears. Um, second of all, uh, I'm not going to just drop everything that I'm doing and then later on figuring out why, how I'm going to fix this. I'm not going to to uh, put my schedule upside down. Mm -hmm. That's just... And if you search for the reason why people need such short notice mastering, mm. it's because they work too long on the track or you know, because they, they fucked up. Like, that's... Yeah, and... Um, then they're making their problem into my problem. Right. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. Um, and th they can pay as much as they want, but I'm not going to do it. Like, I just want to be able to deliver quality and have respect for my, my myself and my own my own body. And um, same goes with, with 
clients that cannot behave, uh, if, you, if you know what I mean. Like, yes. I've, I've, I've uh, coined the phrase, and I actually coined this phrase in the Produce Like a Pro podcast, um, firing a client. <laughs> Not firing an employee, but firing a client. Like, okay, it's done now. Here, your money back and go. Go. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Self-respect is, is, is very... Yes. Respecting your own limitations and, and indeed... Clients that do respect your limitations, they're great to work with. Yeah. They they just know, you know, clients can be a king, but they have to act like a royal. Yes, there you go. That's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. And even as far as limitations, I would almost turn it in my own mind to say my preferences. Like my preferences matter. You yeah. Know? So whether they look at it as a limitation, yeah, maybe limiting their nonsense but my preference is where the quality begins for me this is my reputation my name on this yeah. this is why i'm doing it this way and that's got to be part of the working agreement and if not i love that yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and the cool thing is that now i have a I have a very cool bunch of clients that i'm working for like regular clients it's, it's just a lot of fun working with them okay. and Every once in a while, I get new jobs coming in through the website. And um, yeah, you know, it's just things has just become better since I, I started doing that. So, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we and learn just, as we go. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm just realizing, like, why didn't I do this like five years before this? Like, <laughs> I was always beating myself up over all those jobs. And why? <laughs> like, well, some of it just we weren't aware of. And some of it was just like we just had to learn. Like, yeah. wow, it could be different? This is great. Yeah. Because nobody out in the world tells you that. They just think, say yes to everything. In fact, I just read a book, and the title is called Never Say No to a Rockstar by Glenn Berger. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, I didn't even know this book was out there. I think it came out in 2016. And he was a young intern working with Phil Ramone. I listened to it on Audible, and it was just so great. I couldn't believe the behind-the-scenes stories and that people actually acted this way. I thought, I have been so spared, you know, because it, as a young kid, I just thought, yeah, I'm going to be a rock star or I'm going to be, uh, you know, rich and famous doing music or whatever. And you just don't realize how much nonsense is part of that. It's got nothing to do with real music. Yeah. I wanted to be a great musician. It's like, I have become a great musician and I have complete artistic control over everything I do. Thank God. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just wrote it down. Uh, I, ju I just looked it up. It's, it's available for my e-reader. E so uh, yeah. I'll read the book as well. Yeah. He's going to come on the chat too. I was just so pleased to hear back from him as well. But, cool. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, this is important stuff. I, I like being human about everything you know yeah. i like taking breaks like i just had a couple people over yesterday bass and drums and the first thing we did was get together hang out and let the bass player and drummer meet and have a nice meal yeah you know? yeah it's very important yeah you know, one of the things i learned at school uh, uh when doing a theater job you, you have a new technician every uh, every day, basically, every show, there's a new technician coming through the theater, and you have mm -hmm. the crew from the theater and that technician, and they're saying, uh, the, 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 one of the questions they asked at school was like, what's the most important part when meeting a new technician? And some people were like, uh, the, the the lighting plan, uh, somebody, <laughs> asked, the the um, I mean, uh, the script. Uh, so uh, another people, uh, another person said like, uh, the, the sounds is whatever. What's mm -hmm. the most important thing to know or to do when? And the answer was 
drinking coffee. There you go. Yeah. Being a person. Yeah, exactly. Relating, yeah. connecting. Yeah. All those beautiful things. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Yeah. I like that when people are willing to play, you know? It's like I've taken myself way too seriously for too many decades and um, play is so important and having fun and making that a priority. And yeah. like you're saying, surrounding yourself with people that you can work with or clients that do have a certain amount of royalty so that there is mutual respect. Yeah, 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 I 100% agree, yeah. It's lovely, so yeah. good. And remember why you started doing this. Like, you, everybody in this industry started doing this because they love to do it. Right. So... Well, if you don't take enough breaks and you treat yourself badly, you can end up hating everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you're just miserable inside, like you feel so bad. They yeah. don't realize that it's going to break down. Yeah. You, know? you look at anybody's picture at 17, 18 years old, and sometimes they're the picture of health, but not always. And then by the time they're in their 30s or 40s, from drinking and drugging and smoking and all these things that I never did, they look like hell. Yeah, you know, it's like, don't you see your favorite artist and decide, I don't want to look like that and just decide not to do it? You know, like, there are other ways to do things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. What, what, is, um, what are some of the cool things you're doing now, equipment-wise and uh, looking forward to or building? So uh, I, I'm actually not really purchasing a lot of equipment these days. Um, the reason for that is that we're, we're we're literally working within the company on stability, financial stability. So uh, not investing a lot is is helping that. Uh, and I'm also soon going to work on getting a few more people involved in the company, okay. uh, uh, probably on freelance basis or whatever. Um, so that will be uh, video editing, uh, those type of jobs. Right. Um, the newest thing I bought is the West Audio NG Bus Comp. So nice. that's the, the big, the big uh, compressor, and it's just great because it's just remote controlled. So oh, I open oh. the session and it just click and click. Everything yeah. is there. Like that. That's that's how it works. Um, I have a one Tegler piece like that, the Tegler Reverb that does that. That's pretty yeah. cool. I have it over here as well, the, the Roundside Machine. Yes. Yes, <laughs> the German Roundside Machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and apart from that, one of the projects that I'm really excited about is just the vlog that I'm now putting out there that you also referenced with the mental health thing. Like, yeah, I think that that creates a platform for me to really share more passion and more Mm. more interesting things and and it won't always be a very interesting video but for me it's more like if there's a rhythm there will always be videos in there that would be really cool so right. yeah right. yeah well a day in the life with whitey is pretty exciting you know people are like how do you do this what do you do all day how does it yeah I, d- I didn't realize that because i'm living that life so i'm like this not that why is this interesting <laughs> and I just started doing it yeah, yeah. Well, those are the kinds of questions people would get all day long yeah. I mean I've wondered that even about my favorite artists what is their life like how busy are they 
How often do they write? When do they yeah. practice? When do they this? When do they? Yeah. How do they have time to be them? That's what we get asked all the time. How do you have time to be you? How do you yeah. put out so many albums? How do you do all these chats? How do you teach at school? How do you, you know? So it, it's really cool that you're showing us that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just enjoy enjoy making it and I enjoy sharing it. And uh, I, I've seen so many good responses to it that I'm like, okay, so this is really a thing. Like, yeah. step yeah. into who you you actually are. Yeah. Share your, your celebrity in that yeah. sense, and people. people <laughs> and I hope, I hope I can the... branch out a little bit with that, like also showing what is going on in in the rest of the, uh, in the studio rooms in here, and uh, maybe show a little bit of my private life. I, I don't know yet, but there there's still a lot of options there. Yeah. Uh, maybe a part, maybe creating a part in there where I'm also responding to comments from viewers could also be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes answering questions if they're. I saw a lot of questions from people about my Reaper template. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, for me, it's just my template and it's like, works. But a lot of people well, that, want, to, want to learn about that. Even setting everything up. I mean, when I first went to a computer in 2005 from ADAT machines, I was like, how does the computer hook up to actual analog gear? I mean, at least with the analog days, you could see what connectors all fit together, you know, yeah. but all this virtual world and stuff. There was a whole bunch of stuff. And there were yeah. very few people making videos of the virtual console within Apollo and how that gets routed to your Mac or how it works with Apple versus Pro Tools. And Oh, mamma mia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah those are things that I don't even think about anymore, which is like my own flaw. But yeah. It's nice to not... Well, it's nice to have something set up, like we say, ready to go, but hardly anything is set it and forget it. Something has to be revisited or you dumb do a dumb thing like unplug your eye lock and <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're in computer oh, hell <laughs> those things are so annoying when they happen i know yeah somebody because, knows how to fix it and and they always happen on a moment that you don't want it yes, yes. like like i can solve pr pretty much like most of the issues i can solve but not when i don't want to solve them <laughs> exactly <laughs> It's like you thought you were doing the drums today, but no, you're, you're troubleshooting all these cables. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. And if the day gets away from you that way, it feels very unfulfilling. Yeah. So that was one of the things that uh, so many of Eric Maisel's books says. He's like, an artist has to make meaning for themselves every day. And that is even just telling your brain that what you're doing is valuable, even if you're not rich and famous or you have six billion fans you know yeah. it's like why am i writing this why am i doing this why do i spend all this time editing this or doing this or recording that nobody listens to it who cares a lot of people feel that way and it's like well on a bad day i can feel that way but it doesn't make any sense because i enjoy the time that i'm doing it yeah the reason to do it, the process of the writing, the excitement of the finished product, the getting the mix just right, those things thrill me. I just like doing it. Yeah. And a painter doesn't necessarily do it to be the best painter in the world or to win a Grammy for a painting or be in a, a museum somewhere. They're doing it because they love to paint. So a lot of people, especially a lot of my students, they're, they're getting into things for the wrong reason. Like even the Beatles got into music to make music and to play music. Yeah. It wasn't to be the best band in the world. I think, and I think that that is the only foundation to become the best band of the world is because you're exactly. doing it for the music. Yes. If I know a lot of people also that that just want to score a hit, 
And I'm like, that's your focus. You're never going to score a hit. <laughs> it's true. In a yeah. lot of ways, it's true. Yeah. Because our lives wouldn't be that much different. They might be a little bit more zeros on our bank account, but everything else would pretty much be the same. So it's a, a very good, yeah, very, very good thought experiment. Yeah. Um, if you would like, what would you do if you all of a sudden would have like like a few million dollars in your case? Yes. On your bank account, what would you do? And what would you do answer, differently? The way yeah, you got yeah, up yeah. Today and, and how you spent your day and how you got to work and and the answer uh, on that really explains a lot about if you're doing the right thing, because my answer would basically be. I would I would probably buy a Fairchild compressor. Yes. And park the rest of the money just on a bank account somewhere and just continue doing what I'm doing. So Exactly. And and if that's the answer then 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 that's okay, but if 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 you would radically do a lot of things different that means that there that 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 you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're doing the wrong thing. You're yeah. in somebody else's life change. Yeah. Yeah. Change exactly. It. Well, yeah. that's the thing, right? It's like love what you're doing or change it. Yeah. You know, don't complain about it. You know, things sometimes are just neutral and we decide whether they're positive or negative. And that will either elevate us or defeat us. And then you have to find the best parts of something to, to enjoy and at least find something good, redeemable out of it. There's got to be a gold nugget somewhere. And yeah. if not, then forgive and let go of everything else that falls short because otherwise it's going to eat at us. You know, and I've done all of those things wrong so many times. I mean, even when I was younger, for decades, I'd be jealous of this one or that one who has such and such career out gigging around the world. And uh, my friends would say, well, what did you expect or what did you want? I said, I always wanted to write and record and perform my own music. They said, well, you're doing that, you know. And it's like, well, then why are you so miserable? It's like, because I thought it would be different. What's yeah. different? What what needs to be different? Then some of these people are all clamoring back to get a job at Berkeley because they need health insurance. Or they look 20 years old, uh, older than I do and we're the same age, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, I didn't realize being a major label artist, if you weren't the real top, you're like the lowest person on the totem pole. You hardly ever see any money for the first three years. You still have to work your day job. I was like, what? Like There's, there's like so many misconceptions about what that life actually is and some people get completely eaten up by it and the, and the system is not kind you yeah. know so oh. yeah 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 i was i was spared so many things i didn't realize i was spared you know <laughs> but yeah. i'd like to talk to some of the folks that i know that have big careers that actually are happy you know there are a lot of people who are miserable and crash and burn but there are a lot of people that are also successful at it like some people have really learned to maneuver even that wild life yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and those are people that can do that for a long time as well like yeah like yeah. they have the thicker skin for it or they they have the sustained energy for it like i don't know yeah ever since uh tsa got involved with the airlines i felt like they took the fun out of flying you know so <laughs> i don't remember the time like, Before that, I've never flown without TSA. So, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So, how old are you? 31 years old now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Because that, that, the TSA stuff happened around 9 11, right? That was after 9 11, they started TSA. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you were born in like 95, 96, 94, 92. 92. Yeah. 
There you yeah. go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, never. No. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. 1992. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I almost went on the road with Pat Metheny. <laughs> <laughs> almost. I was 32. Yeah. Yeah. There was this big audition and you had to send in all these play along things and uh, hundreds and hundreds of people sent, uh, sent them in and it came down to two people, me and this one other guy. And he took the other guy because he had touring experience. Ah, and yeah. It was fun to just have Pat Metheny and Steve Rodby at my house. It was like, what? <laughs> Did anybody see that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like yeah. an artist makes a big deal, like they can't go anywhere. But really, any artist can go anywhere if you just don't tell the press that you're going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, yeah, it was fun to play with him for two hours and um, hear all about that stuff. Ooh. I put a video on that on my YouTube channel because it was a cool experience. And it had everything to do with me being willing to play the exact voicings he was playing, play them the same way. And when I put on my headphones to record my part to show him that I was playing with the record and doing my best to keep up with him, that I could play that part for him live if we had to because that's what the audition was for. Uh, I actually got the right sound of my acoustic just by turning my guitar around the mic when I had the headphones on. You know, and I went, oh, I can blend it right into the recording. So he really liked that. And um, all these things that we talk about, whether it's playing or really detailed listening, just picking up on those differences, it's more than just plugging in a guitar and slamming it saying you think you have it just like the the touch people forget about the touch and how they strike the strings and all these subtle things yeah that make the sound yeah which are which are probably more more important than the type of microphone that you're playing into like absolutely i i think uh, it was bruce monroe and one of these other chats was saying if a really great band comes in and they sound fantastic the only thing i can do is mess them up <laughs> yeah 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 but that's also yeah 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 <laughs> that's, that's one of my quotes as well like if, if a very good recording comes into mix then then i can only mess it up yeah. <laughs> and and i have messed it up by playing with something for so long and getting like upside down in the airplane and not even know that i'm upside down <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah those things happen yeah <laughs> wow yeah what haven't we talked about but how did all these important, really fantastic values become part of your frame of reference? Like, who else were you listening to or who else taught you about beautiful artistic aesthetics in the way you approach music? Because for 31 years old, you're, you're, you know, you're mighty strong in what I feel are really good values and and artistic choices i don't know actually i don't i don't know i don't know how i how i how i became that um but i i think i think my my most important value is if you would write it out it's just do what is right i love that though that's that is really my 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 value and it's it's very important for me if if i don't do that i don't i don't sleep well i don't feel well yeah. i always need to to 
do the right thing look look in the mirror at the end of the day and say to myself like at least i know that i did the right thing and i uh used uh, i were in uh what is how do you say it in english integrity like yes yes well that's, that's why i wanted to talk to you i felt like i i got that from you yeah yeah but that, 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 that that's like like my deepest core value i think integrity and honesty and um yeah just doing the the right thing and the the um you for instance look at youtube the right thing on youtube is choosing for the audience always audience first because they are the people that make your channel and they are the uh, they're responsible for the place that i'm in yes oh so never go with a manufacturer never go with a sponsor never go with a whatever mm -hmm. the audience first and that's uh yeah, I, I don't know how, how I become that. I, I have no idea. Pro probably because of my parents, because they, they you know, they are involved in shaping me. But, Certainly. Yeah. But it seems like you've had good role models in music, in business, in sound, in uh, even just your choice of music, the things you yeah. listen to, the quality. I mean, I think uh, there are a lot of people who have the Beatles as a, at least a, a soundscape in their mind somewhere that have taste. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because they were surrounded by so many fantastic people. I mean, yeah. between George Martin and all the fantastic engineers and the everybody else, it, it was just a an A team all yeah. around. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I think I think like like business like I, I think you can just um look look at my family basically. Like Mm. Uh, um, one of my uncles was in business. I helped him a lot at his at his business, so he taught me a lot about business. Oh, that's uh, cool. My my family, uh, no, no, my my parents and my sister um, all played musical instruments. Oh, cool. Um, my mom was always working on art. Uh, mm -hmm. So certain art things and what she also did is always point out the beauty of nature so uh, always show like hey like like a, a spider's web like she, mm. she would always show like hey look at how how it's designed and constructed by by a spider and how much work went in there like those type of artist yeah yeah those type of things and music is just like i've been confronted with a lot of different genres i think uh wow. throughout the years like like just there there wasn't anything wrong or something like like it wasn't i think i think my parents have never said to me that uh i couldn't listen to something because it sounded like like for instance like rap music or something um was pretty new back then and was like completely different and everybody had an opinion about it and i, I never heard an opinion from my parents about it like they, they just <laughs> like, listen to it, just go ahead and listen to it like yeah mm -hmm. just music like yeah so. just another flavor if you don't want it yeah don't don't yeah yeah exactly your song yeah yeah exactly yeah but i don't right. yeah but I, but i don't know exactly that's something that i can think about i think for the next couple of weeks like <laughs> made me this way <laughs> don't know. Don't know. luck <laughs> yeah yeah one one of my one of my own own uh weak points is that i always think that um <laughs> because i am like this other people are like this as well like everybody yeah. yeah 
it's like I'm playing at this high level. Why don't you play up here? Why are you undermining me? You know, it's like um, because not everybody has the same standards. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, what you can give yourself credit for is the fact that um, this is how it makes you happy. This is what makes you thrive and and it could be the very thing that we're in sub groups of what the music industry is because <laughs> it sounds like to me when i read more books of how things really were that i would have been eaten alive out there yeah you know? yeah me too me and, too um, i actually have a, a friend of mine who's actually doing all those top-notch um uh, um multi-platinum recording whatever mm literally says to me, said to me one time like yeah i went to a recording session somewhere he was called up and quick and blah 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 and he said i just know that you would walk you you would have walked out of that studio within 10 minutes <laughs> and then he described the situation i said to her absolutely right i would have indeed walked out of that studio within 10 minutes because it yeah. was just yeah 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 i i, I can imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's just it. It seems like, too, that um, as soon as you decide who you are or take stock of where you're at, you can keep changing it. And you can yeah. certainly mold it and change yourself and make it better or more this or less that as you go. And uh, we all do that naturally. But to do it consciously is really cool. And yeah. that's what I think that you're doing as well. And that's certainly why you met George. You know, it's like... Like is going to attract like, you know, and um, yeah, we we do we, when we do a session together, we don't even have to talk to each other. I love that. Yeah, we we just know by just looking at each other what what the answer is going to be to something. Yeah. Like, How long have you known each other now? I started in two thousand eleven as an intern. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you didn't take no for an answer. Hello, I'm here. I need to talk to you. You're the guy. How? Did, what did you? know about him prior was it just a studio that was close by or did you really know yeah, what was, his ethics it was close by and um a, 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 another student had done an internship and he told me a few things about it like he's doing a lot of things analog and stuff and i was like oh that's very interesting let's mm -hmm. try that like yeah. yeah had you had any successful internships prior to that mm, not not as successful as this one no. Yeah, me neither. I had I had an internship at a theater and I had an internship at stage building, but that was pfft, never again. Like yeah. <laughs> too much construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also um yeah. yeah, just just not not my type of people that work in construction. They're way more tough and yeah. Yeah, I, I remember thinking I'm so disappointed they don't have wood shop for women in high school. And then when my dad would do a lot of stuff around the house, I realized this is way too physical and rough. You know, like I want to keep my touch and my hands good for guitars and things like that. I don't want to get all yeah. wood and splinters and rough, you know, skin and all that stuff. And he was really cool because even within my houses, doing my own electrical outlets or putting in the exhaust fan and some of the things, if I needed something trimmed, I would say, oh, I'm going to get a saw. And he says, you're a musician. 
I do not want you doing anything with any kind of an electrical saw ever. You just promised me that, that you never yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that he uh, taught me about that. I think the closest I came that he didn't know was that I had a sawzall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'd even take care of some of the brush, you know, and some of the little trees that were growing in the wrong place with the sawzall. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But, yeah, so good. It's yeah. so good that uh, you you made these choices and that you keep continuing to make these choices and that you keep your, your head on right and care about these things. I, I think they're vitally important. And uh, I know I don't know you and you don't know me, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I love your channel and I think you're doing really cool things. And I'm so happy that I got a chance to meet you today. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love doing these, these talks uh, every once in a while. Um, because um, it also makes me think. Like, it's just there, there's 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 I think a mutual benefit to these talks. So that's what I'm finding. I mean, for me, I I even just started having them because there were friends that were further away that I haven't seen in a long time, and a couple that I had never met just only through email. And I thought, you know, if I'm not going to hop on a plane and I didn't go to the latest AES. Why don't I just see if they want to chat, you know? And they've become really fantastic adult company for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that. And also, I, I, I don't like to go to trade shows in general, so. <laughs> yeah, they're quite zooey. I went to one Na uh, NAM show back in 96. It, it was amazing, and it was mind-blowing because it's loud and bright, and, you know, you, you come home with a million free toys, and that's a blast, <laughs> but uh, I think one was was plenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I go to trade shows sometimes, but I don't like traveling. Yeah, I just, don't like traveling. You know, uh, it just messes me up. Um, but I can do it. It's not that I'm I'm incapable of of doing stuff. And the yeah. second about trade shows, but that's more a personal thing. Is that people recognize me, oh. and that's amazing. But it also costs a lot of energy. So. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah. and then you don't have time to do what you went there for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and also expectations now for trade shows. Like, um, there is a trade show uh, over here somewhere that contacted me if I wanted to do a seminar over there, and I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't know what I can do in a seminar, what I cannot do on a video. So, I'll probably make a video then. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. harder. In fact, you can have them pay you to make a video and send the video to play at the trade show. That would probably be better than everything would be perfect. Exactly, and and it's easier to explain, and yeah, get it exactly where you want it, and the balance yeah. between the vocal or the talking versus the equipment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. can see what you're doing because you've got a close-up camera on it. I think that would be the way to go. Yeah, and it would be less wear and tear on you. Yeah, and then just be there in the audience. Yeah, just to With answer a, questions a fake, afterwards or something. With a fake like, beard and mustache on. So yeah, yeah. Put your hair up in a nice. <laughs> Cap. I actually I actually did that in uh, on, on on one trade show where where I was just like a bit done with all the all the popularity. I did <laughs> tie up my hair like this. Nice. I think I wore uh, sunglasses. Yeah, and uh, uh, a lot less people recognized me, so that that was that was nice. Yeah, that was great. It also also makes makes me realize that being being famous is not something that I want. Like I know during I know. a trade show, I can handle it. But if my whole life would be like that, exactly. No, 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 no. 
I say that all the time. If I live out in the woods and it's nice and quiet. And if there yeah. were 150 people on my lawn every day, I would lose my mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I had a taste of that in the Beatle band I was in for 12 years. Uh, I would do a lot of shows in New Hampshire and Maine and all these different concert venues and outdoor summer concert events and gazebos and stuff. And you'd be stopped somewhere pumping gas. Yeah. And a guy would come up to me and go, oh, my God, you're George. Oh, my God, you're George. And you're like, I'm just pumping gas, you know, and I'm not George. I'm really me. And, you know, all this stuff. And people want your autograph. And you go, what name do I even sign here? What do they think they're doing? You know? Yeah. So then I buy a washer and dryer once from this guy, a used washer and dryer. And he says, they'll last five years. I'll warranty them for five years. Well, five years nearly to the day, the heating coil goes on the dryer. So I call him up and he goes, hello? I tell him who I am. He goes, he gets all quiet and weird. I'm like, well, are you still in business? Yeah. Well, can you come fix the dryer sometime? Maybe even today because I have a whole bunch of wet clothes in there. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I could come today. I'm like, Why is he being so weird, right? He comes to the door. He goes, oh, my God, it is you. You're famous. You're I follow your band everywhere. I'm like, oh, believe me, I'm not famous, you know. Yeah. And he's like, he could barely come in the house, right? I'm like, go on, just go fix the dryer, right? <laughs> you know, so then the whole time he's trying to fix the dryer, yeah. he's just like ogling at me or whatever the word is, googling at me. <laughs> you know, he's just, I'm like, for God's sake, it's like my underwear is in there. Just fix the fucking dryer, <laughs> you know, like. It was so embarrassing and stupid. And I thought, is this what fame is? This sucks. Because yeah. really what I wanted was deeper conversation. And I wanted to be with other artists. And I wanted to have a connection with people who are really doing something that have integrity and really do it well so that we can learn together and have fun together. And it's like, you would never have time for that because you would be busy being famous. Yeah. That's not being a musician, and that's not connecting with people. Teaching connects with people, having conversations, real conversations, that's what connects with people. I was like, oh. And still, there's a part of me, like a little kid who thinks, but I never got famous, but I never got rich, but I never got... It's like, don't look at what you never it's got. A comparison trap. Absolutely. Compare yeah. yourself or to even who you were. I mean, sometimes if I wake up and I'm not inspired, I think, I don't know what I'm going to do today. It's like, are you insane? When you were 11 years old, you would have killed for this studio. Get to your studio and make stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, thoughts, same thoughts that I think. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally like that. Like, like sometimes I also wake up and I'm like, and then, and then I'm thinking like, Okay, when I was 16 years old, I wish I had the studio that I have right now. Like, exactly. It's literally the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes I get tired of me or I get tired of hearing my thoughts or the way I talk or the, the practicing of trying to stay positive because I read a book called Learned Optimism a bunch of years ago. And I find Paul McCartney to be a very positive guy. And he's always a million things that... Uh, He's gone through, and I think yet he's risen above, you know. So I'm always trying to reboot and keep myself sane and stuff. But uh, some days it's tiring, and I think, well, I'll just take a nap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Today's not the day to to bolster. Today's the day to just rest. <laughs> I am quickly publishing a video now on YouTube. <laughs> like a new uh, new product just came out, and I knew about that. 
nobody knew about that yet, but I uh, I just I just uh, published a video about that. So because it was on schedule and it, it just really just kicked yeah. in, or you just hit yeah. publish. I just uh, just hit the button. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So was that one of the new um, mini? Um, 500 series 500 modules. Series? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, watch. it was introduced in the vlog yesterday, but the vlog is a month behind, and today was the embargo date. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it takes that long to edit the vlogs, doesn't it? Yeah, I just want to make a rhythm that I can sustain. Yeah. Yeah. So, editing is not that much work, but if I'm I'm busy in the studio, I just want right. to be able to do it a week later or two weeks later. Yes. And if you if you if you need to be on top of it, like release the day that you're filming. No, 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 no. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, this has been totally awesome, and I really appreciate your time and uh, hanging yeah. with me. I've yeah, really enjoyed it. Actually, I actually have to run out and get food for my uh, for my pet. Which pet do you have? A tarantula. Ooh. Two tarantulas, actually. So. <laughs> I say I have two piranhas, but they're really miniature dachshunds. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. How long have you had a tarantula? Oh, just, just a few months now. So, What does it eat? Uh, crickets. <laughs> only live ones? Yeah, only live ones. So that's annoying. Um, but um, uh, one, has, uh, one has, has been hiding him or herself. I don't know yet what it is. Um, um, and the cricket, the cricket has been hiding from those tarantulas. No, no, no. The, the tarantula has been hiding, so that one is not going to eat. The other one was, uh, yeah, yeah. And the other one was molting, um, and now it's done. Like it's it's, it's shedded its skin, and um, we're now two weeks uh, further, so they're now able to eat again. Oh, and, and that one needs food. So yeah, and my yeah. crickets are yeah like. How long can you keep crickets alive? So, yeah, yeah I right. had to get some new crickets. So that's what I'm going to do now. <laughs> Just so you all know, I don't know if you all wanted to know it, but yeah, it's the 500 series crickets. Gonna go get yeah. some more right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Cool. YC, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem at all. Take good care of yourself. All right. Talk to you later. Ciao. Ciao. Wait, that was really cool. You're awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love our overlapping similar passions. Love your channel on YouTube. You can visit White Sea Studios' website and YouTube channel. So many interesting, very helpful tips, fantastic training on recording and mixing, mastering, and you can hire Weets to help you finish your projects. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Check out the shorts on Instagram and the full-length video if you want to watch on YouTube, my YouTube channel. Keep learning. Keep growing. Keep going after the things that feel fun. That's where the light is. Go to your studio and make stuff. <laughs>